Welcome to Insights. This is Paul Ellis, Managing Director of Ellis Wealth Management, where we encourage you to invest in what you love. Ellis Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm focused on planning, advice, coaching, and investment management. We are dedicated to the families we serve, and we encourage you to invest in what you love. Within Insights, we look at ways to make our world richer through focusing on sharing, and developing human capital. Well, all right. What a great day it is. It is an absolutely terrific day. And of course, every day is what you make it. Uh, and we we look to make things great. I am so pleased today that I have a colleague with us, uh, Valerie Vest. Val and I met earlier this year uh, with a podcast that she was hosting, um, and we're both graduates from the University of Washington. Uh, we're both affiliated through Cambridge Investment Research. Ellis Wealth Management is affiliated with Cambridge Investment Research. And I am pleased to introduce today Valerie Vest. She is a leadership coach and a corporate leader with Cambridge. Valerie, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me, Paul. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have the time to speak with you. You are so busy. So thank you very much. Hey, I've got a question. A lot of people want to know or will want to know, what is a leadership coach? Yeah, so um, it's I really have two roles um, uh, in my I will say in my in the day job I have I guess lots of roles if you think about um, outside of work, but um, yeah I do work at Cambridge Investment Research in our home office, um, which obviously you mentioned you're affiliated with. But as a leadership coach, I also have um, you know another organization that I co-founded that is really on a mission to help. Um, in particular, women in corporate, just really with their mindset around leadership and just kind of redefining the rules um, mm. based on, you know, where it is that they w- want to go. You know, we've had so many women in particular opt out of corporate. And as someone who's worked in corporate my entire career, not as an entrepreneur like you, um, I just. Um, I hate to see that because it affords so many wonderful things. And so just have a passion of helping women, again, with their mindset and really coaching them through the leadership aspects of working in in corporate. Terrific. What's the name of that? Lead with Intention. Lead with Intention. That that sounds really good. How many people participate? I'm sorry? How many people participate? You know, we do... um, we call them small cohorts. So we like to bring together groups of like six to 12 um, women at a time. And we go through, it's a 12 week curriculum with coaching and then community. And um, the community is my favorite part because it's similar to even these conversations that you're having is just connecting other um, women with that have diverse backgrounds, but yet have, we have so many similarities in um, our experiences. That is awesome. That is really neat. 
So let me ask you this question. How, what influenced you to get into the, the field of being a leadership coach or even getting into corporate at, at a company like Cambridge Investment Research? What influenced you to get into this field? You know, I, um, I always joke um, that no one, you know, grows up and says, oh, I want to be in financial um, services. Um, yet I, I always had, um, you know, my, my mom was a working mom and I always kind of looked interesting enough at, at her leaders and I thought, oh, that'd be fun to be my mom's boss. <laughs> um, and so actually when I, you know, I graduated from the University of Washington, I ended up in, at the time it was called a management trainee program. Um, for a Fortune 500 company, actually they weren't public yet, but um, went to work there and just really, um, I'll say, worked my way up the corporate ladder, um, and then made some ladder changes and eventually made some different company changes and found my way to Cambridge. Wow! So through that, um, I'm sure that there were some challenges, right? Moving yeah. your way up. What? And there's quite a bit of discussion today regarding women in corporate challenges and a lot of successes. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are some of the biggest challenges you faced when you first started on that path? You know, I think some of the biggest challenges I faced and, you know, and I, to be perfectly honest, you know, still sometimes face today and that's probably why I'm doing what I'm doing with the mindset and um, lead with intention is just that, um, believing in myself, you know, that imposter syndrome that you hear people talking about, mm-hmm. like even, um, you know, do I know enough? Um, am I smart enough? Um, and especially early on, it was, it was much more pronounced as I was, um, like in a management pre- training program, you know, kind of going back to the very beginning, you know, my first role as a supervisor, you know, I had people that, you know, were older than my mom, you know, that I was um, leading. And so having, you know, having that self-confidence um, to believe in myself at a, a young age. And I remember another example as I was, I'm doing, I was working mostly in the retirement plan um, area. So kind of really a focused area and had a fair amount of expertise, had been doing it for a, for a while, um, but yet was still pretty young. And at the time, my boss, he was really good. He's like, hey, Val, he goes, just remember, he goes, you know more about this subject. You're the expert here. You know, don't let, don't let um, your age, you know, he must have seen that. And he goes, don't let that hold you back. Let your, let your expertise out. So I think one of the things that, um, and I don't think it's, it's gender specific, but, you know, I think one of the things I've struggled with and I've gotten better with, um, though, is just that believing in myself and that confidence to step out of the knowledge that we have. And that's okay if I, if I fail, you know yeah. what I mean? You can, you can miss that and it, it's not the end of the world because that's how we learn. Yes. Yes. No, I, and I think you're correct. It's not gender p- specific. Mm-mm. Um. And the, the, there's certainly a lot to the imposter syndrome. Um, I think sometimes it's it's an illusion, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. what what do we think of as success? And what we have can certainly be enough to take the next step, anyway. Right. 
right yeah and that we have the ability um we have the ability to figure it out i think you know it's like you know cap um taking every thought captive you know a lot of times it is our own thoughts in our heads that are holding us back mm-hmm. um it's not really our ability yeah so what's the worst that can actually happen right you go for the interview and right. they say no right right you know it's not yeah, like they're gonna I'm sorry. It's not, I was going to say it's not like they're going to pull a lever and all of a sudden you fall you fall down to where the alligators are. You know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I also think too. There's this. Um, there's this belief that um, once you get to a certain place or a certain level, that everything's going to be better. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, you know, it's, it's it's just not true. You know, it doesn't matter where where we're at in our lives you know we there's always things there's always there's good and bad you know there's you know it's 50 50 there's some good things that are going to happen there's some bad things that are going to happen it doesn't matter um the position i'm in or you know or if i've reached that goal or if i fail so it's it's um yeah kind of again going back to that mindset and just belief in self and and having your own back and knowing that What's the worst that's going to happen? I like what you said there. You know, there's a scene. Uh, I lo- I like movies, and um, if I really like a movie, I may watch it more than once. And my brothers and I will start quoting, you know, movie lines to each other. But there's one uh, movie in particular that I'm thinking of called I think it's Six Days Seven Nights or Six Days Six Nights uh, with um, Harrison Ford, and he is on an island and he's at a bar and he comes up to this person at the bar and he's visibly drunk. And he says, a lot of people come to this island to find romance and happiness. And the woman at the bar turns to him and says, well, maybe they will. And he leans back and he goes, it's an island. If you're not bringing it here, it's not happening here. <laughs> and that's life though isn't that life yeah you know it's so true you know it's uh when you get to the next spot you know you're bringing all of who you are to that next spot and if you're expecting that next spot to make you happy i think people are going to be a little bit disappointed right yeah Absolutely. Because it's an island. Because you're still you. You yeah. haven't, you know, you're you're taking you with you. You're taking, you're taking you with you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let me ask you, who was the biggest influence in your life in order for you to, you know, have that energy, have that focus, and have that determination? Obviously, there's been probably a number of people, but who would you say is one of the biggest influences on your life? Yeah, you know, I... Um, a couple of people jumped to mind. One is, you know, my parents, you know, just always, you know, I, I do feel like I um, and am grateful that I had parents who, you know, always believed in me, you know, always encouraged me to go for what I want, you know, never um, said that something wasn't, wasn't possible. Um, I also think just a number of different leaders that I've had um, and they don't, I've always tried, no matter who my leader was, and I, you know, I've had some great ones. I've had some ones that, you know, maybe weren't the best fit for me. 
but there's always an opportunity to learn. And so I just think any, um, just a number of different leaders throughout my career um, that I can look to and say, oh yeah, those are, those are things that I want to emulate or do or be more like or incorporate into my style. And maybe these are some of the things that I don't. So um, I think first and foremost, my parents, but also just leaders that I've had over the years. Being in corporate, that usually that means you have a lot of different leaders because they like to change things up a lot. <laughs> well, the thing about Cambridge is it attracts the independent advisory practices, right? Mm-hmm. And so a, the advisors and companies that Cambridge services are independently minded individuals or, or companies, right? So mm-hmm. the flexibility is necessary in order to work with all of these different uh, entities, correct? And so that right. that adds an additional unique skill set um, that is needed for someone like yourself, enable enable in in order to be able to help guide and provide assistance and, you know, hold the guidelines of, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the home office in mind, right. While still trying to right. foster, you know, growth across all these different entities. Can you explain that a little bit? Because that might, that that's really unique. That's different than going to work for Merrill Lynch and you're going to do things the Merrill Lynch way or right. the Goldman Sachs and you're going to do things the Goldman Sachs or Bank of America way. Can you explain that and and some of the unique skills that help you be successful in this arena? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so true. It's um it, I I like to say it makes it fun um because it is a challenge. You know, flexibility, we absolutely want to provide um you know my role is really to provide you paul and um the the solutions that you need to serve your clients um and what that looks like for you and for your clients um even potentially client to client you know client by client could be different and so how do we bring together a set of flexible unique solutions for you to choose from um and create that experience um for you and for your client is is a challenge but it's a fun challenge and one of the things that makes it so much fun it's twofold one is it really does offer us the opportunity to be um different and uh, have a differentiation but the other thing that i found to be successful in that is is twofold um the curiosity and that is just really having conversations, you know, having, you know, having the opportunity to have conversations with you and, and hear what you're doing in your practice and what kind of challenges your clients have that you're solving for them uh, really ha- helps me determine what are some of the solutions we need to make available. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those conversations. So we have one of the things I love about Cambridge is just the relationships that we have with our financial advisors like yourself. Um, and so that curiosity and, and conversation relationship is huge. And then the other thing is focusing in on the client experience. 
And so, you know, how do we pull all this together um, in a way that allows you to deliver the very best to your client? And um, yeah, I think that that focus on the, I always, I always tell the team, is this, are we thinking, you know, chamber inside out or are we thinking outside in? And so we want to always be thinking outside in, you know, what is it that the clients experience? And then that helps us determine what we do on the inside. So I think between the curiosity of the and the relationship and that outside in uh, mentality are really what um, helps us be successful in creating that flexibility. Because like I said, there are a lot, especially with technology, there can be a lot of challenges to allowing all that flexibility in the marketplace. Well, outside in, you know, where the the client and the communities are basically sharing where, where they want to go, what what's important to them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Is really important. And the in finance, things are dynamic, believe it or not. I mean it's 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 not stodgy. Things are very dynamic and and the different demographics are are moving rapidly. Um and what people want and how they want to work and how they want to work with their advisor and their advice that they are needing, um, you know, that's changing. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the challenges or the biggest challenges you see in the horizon regarding, you know, the investment landscape and working with individuals as they, as we move deeper into 2021 and beyond? Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you said that the, how it's changing and evolving. I've been using this um, analogy. I feel like uh, COVID and the pandemic has been a time machine for our industry in that it's catapulted us forward. You know, and I don't know how far it's catapulted us, but, you know, I would say from just from a technology standpoint, things that we were doing at Cambridge that we were thinking, oh, we're going to roll this out in the next three to five years we've accelerated that to like, we need to get this out in the next one to three years. And it's not because the technology has changed in the last 18 months. You know, for the most part, the technology, it's the same or it's on the same, you know, path of change. What's changed over the last 18 months is all of us. Uh, You know, it's it's you, me, your clients, our um, willingness to change and adapt to new and different technologies is um, has been accelerated and we were kind of forced into that mm-hmm. um, because of the pandemic but um, and I think that's what I'm wh- what we're really seeing is now that customers advisors you know home office all of us are are willing and able to you know change and embrace technology maybe in a different way how do we put technology in place that allows the maximum relationship? You know, like, how do we take the things that, you know, that, that, I don't want to say save time, but in some ways save, save you time so that you can have the maximum amount of time to have a relationship with your client, understand your client's needs, because that's what they really need and and want. And you see that in that client, you know, some clients you have, um, I'm guessing, are really want technology in certain areas, but they still want that relationship. It's like a hand in glove. Of I want the technology to see everything on my phone, um, but yet I also want to have that relationship and someone who knows specifically about me and can give me personalized advice. Mm-hmm. So it's really that kind of um, intersection of relationship and technology. 
That's that's a great way of thinking about it and looking at it. I I kind of look at it like a book, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know that you're an avid reader. I happen yeah. to like owning the hardcover book, mm-hmm. right? But I also like the convenience of having the book in an e-format. So for Apple iBooks or Amazon Kindle or whatever else somebody reads as a tablet reader. I I, I like having both, right? I only I only yeah. wish I only wish that when you bought the book you got the code for the digital book similar to like you do with movies. You buy the movie and you can download the you know the digital movie. Um but you know people I think want both. They want to have the convenience of tap and go. But then they really want to be able to sit down and have a real conversation with yeah. a real person, not an avatar, right? Right. right. A real person. A real person. It's, and I'd like to advocate if anyone's listening on that book thing, I'm with you. I would love to get the electronic version and the paper version because you want different for different things. Sure. It's a good point. I mean, it's what we want. I think that consumerism of what you know, what we, what we want in terms of how we read books or how we exercise or whatever it might be, it's no different in the financial um, solutions industry, you know? Oh, yeah. Years ago, uh, when the cash machine came out, people felt that it was going to take the place of a teller at the bank, right? Mm. Um, what they ended up finding out was – no, the cash machine was not going to take the place of the teller at the bank. People still wanted to come in and ask questions of the teller in the bank. Mm-hmm. Right? And people really don't feel comfortable, nor should they, by the way, uh, standing outside with their back to whoever's walking along the street, typing in sensitive information <laughs> into a, a screen. Right? People may right. want to get the cash, they may want to deposit the cash. But when it comes time to actually making sure that that check, which is a very important check, gets deposited, if it's large enough, right, they want to go see somebody. Or if they have questions, they want to talk to somebody. Yeah. It's the real relationship piece, the personalized piece that we want that human connection versus that transactional piece. Well, yeah, that, yeah, give me my $20 bill. Right, right, right. So let me ask you this question. Um, There's probably people who are listening who are curious, and they would like to know a little bit more about Cambridge and who the potential Cambridge customers are. Your customers that, that work with Cambridge are the investment advisors, or are they the mom and pop down the street who want to go make a deposit. Some people may have a question regarding that, and I'll let you explain that. Yeah, no, actually, so um, Cambridge Investment Research, we, I would say our first um, client are the financial advisors. Um, so um, we, with an eye to knowing that who you serve um, and that you serve the investing client um, in client. But yeah, we are really focused in on that independent, financial advisor who is, you know, has that entrepreneurial spirit, that independent spirit to be able to deliver to their clients that personalized 
um, advice and experience. Excellent. And then for those that are considering the financial services industry, what would you share with them? They, they're listening. They say, you know, I, I, I think I'd like to do that. Um, or that seems interesting. Uh, I don't know if I want to be an advisor, but I might want to be involved in corporate or, mm-hmm. or they may be in corporate and deciding, you know what, I think I've had enough in, in corporate. I want to be an advisor. I mean, you know, we, we've seen tracks go both ways, correct? Right. 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 What would you say to those individuals that are considering those options? You know, I think it's a great, um, it's a great industry and in that, and I say that, I mean, obviously I've been in it for, you know, 25 years, but, um, and so I, I love what I do, but I think even now more than ever, you know, as generations are coming out of college or, you know, or even looking for career changes, because, you know, we have multiple careers now and a lot of times that it's, whether it's as an advisor or in a, in a corporate home office setting, this is an industry where you really have the opportunity to make an impact and to help people, you know, people's um, money, their budgets, their financial situations are really important. You know, it's, they're big stressors. Um, They have big impacts on people's lives. And so to have the ability to serve people in that unique way, it makes it a great industry. And I think a lot of times um, the industry gets a bad rap. Um, and they don't see that piece of really helping out the everyday person make those really important decisions. You know, I'm um, at a point where, you know, I have my parents are, are retired. Um, my mother-in-law is getting ready to retire. And these are big decisions that she's looking to make. And so knowing that you, um, whether it's someone like me in a, in a corporate environment, providing the solutions to someone like you to help her make the best decisions and feel confident to know, you know, that she has and is ready to make that big next step. I think it's pretty neat. Um, I think it's a neat way to serve people. I think you're right. And I think it's a fabulous way to have an impact on your community. Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, I know that you're passionate about what you do Um, outside of the is it a nine to five anymore? It kind of seems to me like it's a, it's a four to 11 PM, but outside of, outside of uh, work, what what are you passionate about or what are you interested in? Yeah. You know, well, um, I have mom to two teenage daughters, so I'm soaking up every fun minute of, um, not necessarily spending so much time with them because they're, you know, kind of starting to, you know, get close to, you know, what's next for them. But I'm really enjoying watching them mm-hmm. learn to make decisions. So that's a big part. And then my husband and I are like, okay, so it's going to be just us here soon. So just kind of figuring out what that looks like and, and just kind of a, a fun fact. <clears throat> my um, brother and sister-in-law are coming up this weekend to visit for the um, holiday weekend. And we're going to play pickleball. Oh, nice. We we went out last week and my husband and I, we found a court, we played pickleball and it was great because the courts were all full. You know, we met two people. They're like, Hey, do you, you know, like pick up pickleball. And um, so, yeah, so it's just, I think always growing and learning new things, but I'm just looking forward to just kind of seeing where this next, you know, evolution or next stage of life takes me. 
That's amazing. And once again, we may not have all of the answers, but who we are is enough to take the next step. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Val, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I know that you're busy. I know that you had to push things off of your desk to make space. And um, I really, truly appreciate all that you do uh, for us at Cambridge. And I want to thank you for taking the time for, with us today. Well, it was my pleasure, Paul. And I appreciate everything that you do to serve um, your clients. And um, we love having financial advisors like you as part of part of the Cambridge family. So thank you. I am glad to be here. This is, uh, it, it took a while in coming, but you know, that's all part of the journey. So I love it. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, may you enjoy the rest of your day and let me encourage you to always invest in what you love. <laughs>